0: Greetings family and welcome to Graceway Church. This is our first service in 2021. This is the year that the Lord has made for us. We shall rejoice, we shall be glad in it. This is the year we are going to experience an overflow in God's blessings. This is the year we are going to experience God's miracles and wonders. This is the year we are going to see the mighty hand of God that hasn't been shortened. Last year when we closed the year on crossover, I shared a message on God still works and I'm saying to us as we are in 2021, God still works, yes we are facing challenging times, we are facing difficult times. Our hearts and prayers go to those that have lost loved ones as a result of the second wave of COVID. Our prayers go to those that are in hospital, those that are recovering, in isolation, at home. Our prayers go to the workers that are in the forefront, our health workers, our religious leaders, may God protect you, may God save you, may God cover you all with his blood, may God strengthen those that have lost their loved ones. Normally family, at the beginning of the year, I will announce the theme for the year, however this year a burden was laid in my heart in the last three to four days to share a message and I've titled this message Surpassing Circumstances in such times as these peace leaves many people peace is replaced by anger peace is replaced by anxiety, worry, fear of the unknown. But I want to encourage you this morning in my message titled Surpassing Circumstances. I'm here to encourage you, children of God, that there is perfect peace. There is peace that is beyond comprehension. There is peace that is from God. And this peace is not based on what you've attained. This peace is not based on what you're experiencing, what you've achieved. This peace comes from inside of you. And this peace births hope. That yes I may be going through things but my God is my strength, my God is my rock, my God is my pillar, my God is my refuge, my God is my helper. It is this peace that I want to speak about today that the world cannot understand and this peace does not come From anyone else except God. This peace that I want to speak about today is not peace that is temporal, peace that has side effects, peace that will leave you tomorrow, but I'm here to encourage you children of God that despite what we are going through, despite what we're experiencing, God is still a great God. God is still worthy of the praise. God is still worthy of the honor. Because as the book of Job, no one can measure God's greatness. His greatness has not changed even in these circumstances that we are facing. I'm here to say, children of God, there is perfect peace. This perfect peace is authentic. This perfect peace is excellent. This perfect peace is the greatest. This perfect peace is supreme. And this perfect peace is larger than what we are experiencing. This perfect peace is larger than what we are seeing. This perfect peace from God surpasses all circumstances it is greater it is bigger it is mightier than all circumstances because this peace comes from God Paul in Philippians chapter 4 verse 7 describes this peace and in the amplified version it says and the peace of God that peace which reassures the heart. May your heart be reassured by this peace. That peace which transcends all understanding. I'm here to share this morning on peace that can never be understood by this world. On peace that leaves you, the inner person, calm in the middle of storms in the middle of storms in our finances in the middle of storms in our health in the middle of storms in our relationships in the middle of storms in many trials and tribulations but this peace births hope in us in those circumstances he continues to say that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your mind, in Christ Jesus is yours. This is the peace that is there for you. I'm calling it perfect peace. Jesus says they about to leave, to be crucified. He says to his disciples in the book of John, John 14, verse 27, he says, I am leaving you with a gift. Glory to God peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled and be afraid. Don't be troubled or be afraid, child of God. and Child of God, let me just be very clear up front. Whatever situation you may have gone through, may be going through, I am not belittling it, I am not undermining it, but I'm saying to you, Jesus gave us peace that the world cannot give. And he says to us, let us not be afraid, let us not be troubled. This is perfect peace. This is peace that comes from God. It is peace that exceeds anything you can understand. It is peace that surpasses every thought. It is peace that is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. It goes beyond anything we can imagine. And there is peace for every believer. There is this peace. For every believer. It is perfect peace. It is peace. That will birth hope. It is peace. That will cause you. To know. Without a doubt. That you are way through. That you will make it. That God is on your side. If God is on your side. Who can be against you? Let's turn our Bibles to the book of. Isaiah. This is our anchor scripture as I try to unpack this perfect peace further this perfect peace in more detail. Isaiah 26 verse 3 the Bible says you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Because he trusts in you. Father, we thank you for your word. Father, it is my prayer that Holy Spirit, may this word sink into every soul that hears this message. Holy Spirit, cause this word to be remembered. This is a song that was written to be sung by the Israelites in anticipation of delivery. And the writer, inspired by the Holy Spirit, writes, you will keep him in perfect peace. Who is him? It is that person whose mind is stayed on Christ. It is the one whose mind is stayed on God because he trusts in you. It's interesting that the Bible does not say you will in your own self build up this perfect peace but the Bible says it is the Lord that will keep him it is the Lord the giver of peace it is the Lord the Lord of peace it is the Lord who will give you this peace Jesus says I have a gift for you it is a gift yours is to receive it you don't have to work at this perfect peace All we've got to do is receive it. You will keep him. It is the Lord's responsibility, not your responsibility. It is the Lord's responsibility to keep you in perfect peace. And this peace is peace that surpasses understanding. This peace is peace that looks beyond conditions. This peace is peace that looks beyond circumstances and rejoices in the Lord and gives glory to the Lord and gives praise to the Lord and trusts in the Lord and does not wither and does not give up in the Lord and strives on. And this peace causes you to move on. I'm not undermining what people experience. But i'm here to encourage you the child of god about this peace that only comes from god in the bible god as i said earlier on god is called the god of peace in romans 15 verse 33 the bible says now the god of peace be with you all amen and it's my prayer may the god of peace be with you all hallelujah 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 16 Paul is praying he says now may the Lord of peace himself not anyone else give you peace always in every way I declare that may the Lord in these times give you peace in all ways may he give you peace that is perfect peace that comes from him himself and no one else because he is the Lord of peace He is the only source of this peace. And I'm here this morning to raise this peace, to remind you of this peace that was given to you. This is perfect peace. The Bible says he will keep him. He will keep him. He will keep him in perfect peace. When Jesus, when the birth of Jesus was prophesied in Isaiah 9 verse 6 the prophet Isaiah wrote unto us a child is born unto us a son is given then he continues to say he shall be given names and one of those names he will be the mighty God he will be the everlasting father and he will be the prince of peace he goes on to prophesy again in Isaiah 53, verse 5. He speaks of Jesus being pierced for our transgression. He speaks of Jesus being crushed for our iniquities. And then he goes on to say the punishment that brought us peace was on him. There was punishment on Jesus. He was pierced, he was crushed, and the punishment that was on him brought us peace. And I read earlier on, John 14, verse 27, about Jesus giving us peace as he's about to leave. Child of God, this peace comes from God. Who qualifies for such peace? It's found in the same verse that we just read you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. Number one, the one who God keeps in perfect peace is the one whose mind is stayed on God. Other versions say whose mind is fixed on God, whose thoughts are fixed on God, whose mind is steadfast firmly fixed, committed, focused on God in both inclination and character. It is that person that will receive this peace. I'm saying to you, child of God, as we go through these trying times, and many trying times will come because Jesus says, do not fear when trials and tribulations come. I have conquered So yes, they will come, but in Jesus' name you are victorious because he has conquered on your behalf. So the writer says, you will keep him whose focus, whose mind, whose thoughts are always on you, God. You will keep that person. You will keep that person in perfect peace. So it's not the person that comes to church on a Sunday only. It's not the person that prays when he blesses his food. It's not the person that only prays once a month or the person that comes to God when he's in trouble. But it's the person whose mind is always You cannot rejoice in the Lord in the distance. When you rejoice, you are in his presence. Rejoice always in the Lord. Glory to him. It is that person whose mind is steadfast, whose mind is firm on the Lord. Glory to Jesus. Let me say to you, what you fix your eyes on, what you focus your eyes on, you magnify amplify so if your mind is focused on god and not on what is happening around you you will have perfect peace i'm not saying ignore the things that are happening around you but i'm saying be mindful of them but may your focus be on god because the devil is very good at causing you to focus On other things, to focus on things that are around you. And as you focus on those things, those things become larger. Anxiety comes, fear comes, anger comes, worry comes. But if your mind is focused on the promise keeper, if your mind is focused on the miracle worker, then anxiety, fear, anger, worry has no place. James says in chapter 1, verse 5 to 8, he speaks, encourages us to say, if we lack wisdom, we should ask the Lord and the Lord will generously give us, he will not ask or look for fault, he will generously give to us, but he then says, but when you ask you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is always like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind that person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do if your focus is here and there and there and sometimes on the Lord you are like a wave that is being tossed back and forth by the wind, may your focus be on God and God alone. Yes, I know that this has happened. Yes, I know, but my focus is on God because when my focus is on God, he deals with the situation or he gives me peace that is perfect, peace that surpasses all understanding and hope begins to sprout the prophet Elijah, one day in 1 Kings chapter 18 verse 21 asks the people, he says, how long will you hobble back and forth between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow God. If Baal is God, follow Baal. Don't follow Baal today, Tomorrow you are following the Lord. The one whose mind, whose thoughts are focused on God is the one. The one who's not double-minded, the one who's not double-focused will be the one who God will keep in perfect peace. Glory to Jesus. Jesus says, one day he's preaching, he says, You cannot have two masters. You will either hate one and love the other. You will either devote to the one or despise the other. You cannot serve two gods. You cannot focus on two things. May your focus always be on God. Hallelujah. There's a story in the Bible about Jesus telling his disciples to cross over and he goes to cross over on a boat and he goes and prays. And storm comes and his disciples are battling. His disciples are in the storm. They are terrified. They are worried. He comes, he's walking on water and they think he's a ghost. Peter says to him, Jesus, Lord, if it is you, call me. And I will come and Jesus says come Peter and Peter gets out of the boat and starts to walk towards Jesus as he's walking towards Jesus his focus is on Jesus his focus is on the one that called him his focus is the one that came to give life his focus is the one that has all the promises his focus is on Jesus but the minute the Bible says he started to look the side and when he looked on the side he saw he saw waves he saw the waves he started to look at the side and when he started to look at the side moving his focus moving his gaze moving his thoughts on Jesus moving his eyes of Jesus and starting to look around he then saw the problems the problem was the waves that had caused them to fear while he was in the boat but while he had focused on jesus while his focus was on jesus he was able to walk on the water and then he started to look at the problems to focus on the problems The problems started to suck him. The problems started to sink him down I'm saying to you child of God stop focusing on the problems The problems will suck you the problem will suffocate you, but focus on God focus on Jesus Peter could have easily reached to Jesus. He did not stop focusing him that is stayed on the Lord is the one the Lord keeps him in perfect peace. Colossians 3, verse 1 to 2 says, If then you who were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on earth. Glory to God. May this be a message for someone. I'm saying to you, I'm not undermining the things that are on earth, the things that are happening around, but I'm saying in these testing times, in these times of uncertainty, Focus on the one who has a plan, focus on the one who knows it all, not on the ones that are around you because they are his creation, they are just as clueless as you are. May your focus, may your gaze be on him, may your focus be on him and he will keep you. He will keep you in perfect peace. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 18 says so we don't look at the troubles we see now we don't look at the troubles we can see now rather we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen for the things we see now will soon be gone but the things we cannot see will last forever the things that are around us are temporal they are going to Rather focus, put your gaze on the things that are invisible, on the God that is invisible, on the Christ that is seated next to the Father, because it is the invisible things that are everlasting. For the things you see now will soon be gone. I declare in Jesus' name that the COVID that we are seeing now will soon be gone in Jesus' most precious name God is still on the throne God is in control His power has not been limited His hand has not been shortened Glory to you, God. It is in you that we still believe today. It is in you that our trust is in today. God, you are still working. We refuse to settle for anything less. Heavenly Father, in all things you work them out for the good of those that love you and are called for your purpose. Heavenly Father, we know that your will is perfect. We know that your will for our life is good. Your will for our life is perfect. Your will for our life is acceptable. Glory to you, God. Romans 12, verse 2. The Bible says, Do not conform to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Couple that with Philippians chapter 4. Verse eight, where Paul says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things, fix your mind, fix your gaze on such things, Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. By thinking of things that are godly. Things that are true. Things that are noble. Things that are right. Things that are lovely. Things that are admirable. May your focus always be on those things. Then the God of peace will keep you in perfect peace. When your mind keeps thinking this is the worst it's ever been. Is that true? Do you know what the future has? God is man in us. Is that noble? Is that lovely? Is that praiseworthy? I'm saying to you, child of God, be stayed on God. Focus. Be steadfast in your mind on God. May your mind always think things that conform, that are aligned, that confirm God's word, God's promises of our lives.
1: God says he has
0: reconciled us with himself through Jesus Christ. Who says God is angry? Who says God is angry at you? God loves you. The Bible says nothing shall separate us from his love. Start thinking, focus on him, focus on his promises and not on the problems. Because what you focus on is amplified. What you focus on is magnified. What you focused on is made to grow. When you focus on the problem, it will grow. When you focus on God. His promises become more a reality. Each day, though a thousand may fall by right my side, ten thousand on my right hand side, nothing shall come before No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Each time the enemy tries to raise the bar, my God lifts up the bar even higher. Though I walk in the veil of the shield of death, I will fear no evil. I will not be afraid. Because he has promised me that he will never forsake me, nor will he leave me. Yes, I may not understand what is happening, but the one thing that I know, the one thing that I'm confident about is in my gaze to him, I am reminded that he is a faithful God. I am reminded that he is a promise keeper. I am reminded that he said he will never leave me, nor forsake me. He is my helper. He is my rock. He is my refuge. I'm reminded that your focus be on on him in these times. You know, people are so addicted to social media, focusing on negative news, waiting for the next scoop. Why don't you wait for the next scoop in the revelation of God's word? Why don't you spend more time I'm not saying don't listen to the news, but I'm saying to you, brother, spend more time in his word, in focusing on him, because you become what you feed on. Hallelujah. You are what you eat. What you feed your mind with is what you become. What you feed your heart with is what you become. As man thinks in his heart, so is he. If your gaze is on God, You know that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You know that I can do all things through him who strengthens you. You know that his grace is sufficient. You know that in my weakness, his power is magnified. His power is demonstrated. So it is those whose gaze, whose thoughts are on him, permanently, consistently, Then he says, because they trust in you. Proverbs 3 verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And lean not on your understanding. Let us continue being a people who are trusting in the Lord, the one who knows it all the one who is everlasting, the one who has no beginning, the one who has no end, the one who knew this before the foundations of the earth. Let your trust be on him, then try to lean, then try to trust on your own understanding, on your own interpretation of things. The more you read news, The more you hear people's opinions, the more you make conclusions. But if you read his word, if your focus is on his word, that man wrote inspired by the Holy Spirit, and you engage the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, reveal to me what this word says, there will be revelation. In the book of Isaiah, the Lord warns. He says, woe to those who go down to Egypt and rely on horses who trust in chariots because they are many and in horsemen because they are very strong but who do not look to the holy one of israel nor seek the lord woe woe to you whose trust is of Egypt. I don't know what your Egypt is, but may your trust not be in your Egypt. Just because Egypt has many chariots and horsemen that are strong, your trust should not be in Egypt. Your trust should not be in Egypt. Don't walk away from the north, but in these testing times, in these trying times, may your gaze, may your focus, may your thoughts May your mind be stayed on God, glory to God. Listen to what the Bible says in verse 3, Isaiah 31. Now the Egyptians are men and not God. The horses are flesh and not spirit. When the Lord strikes out his hand, Both he who helps will fall and he who is helped will fall down. They all perish together. In other words, you are trusting in the things that by one strike of the hand of God, those things can disappear, the helper and you who is being helped, but if your trust is in the Lord. If your trust is in the Creator. Don't trust in the creation. Have your trust in the Creator. Have your gaze in the Lord. You will be kept in perfect peace. Jeremiah 17 verse 5 says, Thus says the Lord, Curse is the man who trusts in men and makes flesh his strength. Don't make your flesh your strength. Don't make your trust in man whose heart from the Lord. May your heart not depart from the Lord. May your heart constantly, continuously focus on God despite what is happening because cursed is the man whose trust is in man whose trust is in his flesh strength. Then he says in verse 7, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaves will be green, and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. Glory to you, Lord. Blessed is the man whose trust is in the Lord. He will be like a tree planted by the river its roots are in the water this is living water this is water that will never finish so even when the heat comes in the environment in the situation he is well rooted he is well grounded the tree knows that there is a constant supply of water yes i may feel the heat but I will not wither. I will remain green. My leaves will not fall off. They will remain green. Even though there may be drought, there is living water. There is continuing water in the Lord. In the year of drought, you will yield fruit hallelujah I am declaring to you that in as much as you yielded fruit last year you will yield even more fruit in 2021 glory to you king hallelujah you will not cease from yielding fruit him whose trust is in the Lord him whose gaze is on the Lord is the one that the Lord will give him perfect peace this is perfect peace peace that allows that enables that's conducive to hope rising up in your heart hope rising up in your spirit to say i am more than a conqueror this is going to pass this has passed this is a battle that is the lord I am victorious I have conquered through Jesus victory is mine victory is certain I don't care what is happening it is not for me to understand mine is to believe and let God do the rest and in God we believe in God is my trust in God is my hope hallelujah Psalm 112 one version has titled the psalm the blessed state of the righteous so this is the blessed state of a righteous person what is the state it says in verse 7 they won't be frightened at bad news the blessed state of the righteous. such righteous person such blessed person won't be frightened at bad news Their hearts are steady trusting in the Lord. Glory to Jesus. Bad news may come. Bad news may be read. But these news don't frighten you because God has kept you in perfect peace. Yes, the news are there. It is a reality. But it doesn't frighten you because your trust, your heart is firm, your heart is steady. Your trust is in the Lord, the blessed status of the righteous. It goes to say in verse 8, their hearts are firm. They are not afraid because in the end they will witness. Their enemies' defeat. I declare in Jesus' name that at the end may you witness the defeat of your enemies. I'm declaring that we will experience, we will witness the defeat of COVID 19. It will Come to pass. Glory to Jesus. Their hearts are firm. They are not afraid. When bad news come, they are not frightened. Glory to Jesus. Jesus says, one time in the book of John, chapter 14, verse 1, he says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. I'm saying to you, do not let your hearts be in trouble. He says, Believe in God, and believe in me. Child of God, don't let your heart be troubled. Yes, it's very uncomfortable. There's so much uncertainty. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but we are believing, we are trusting in the one who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. We are trusting and believing in the one who works all things for the good of those that love him and are called for his parents. Hallelujah. Even when Jesus was on earth, he himself trusted in the Lord, right up to the point of death where, hanging on the cross, he says, unto your hands, I commit, I entrust my spirit, I entrust my life, God. We accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. You know, we give our lives to him. He says, cast our cares on him. But very often, we take those cares away from him instead of casting them unto him. He cast his life unto God and say, unto you, I commit my life to you. Isaiah 26, verse 4. Says, trust in the Lord forever. Not just for yesterday, not just for now, but may your trust in the Lord be forever. Why? Because for in Yah, the Lord is everlasting strength. The Lord is everlasting strength. So trust in Him forever. He's not a jewel or ever ready battery that from time to time will run out of power. No, his strength is everlasting. It was there before the beginning of time. It was there when he created the world. It is here today. It will be there with him when we are with him together. So your trust should be in him forever in all circumstances. How else do you get this perfect peace? Philippians 4, verse 6 to 7, amplified. The Bible says, Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, in other words, every circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Continue making your specific requests known to God and the peace of God, the peace of God, that peace which reassures the heart that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your heart and your mind in Christ is yours. Hallelujah. He says, do not be anxious about anything. But what must you do? By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. And He will give you this perfect peace. He will give you this peace that transcends all understanding. He will give you this peace that guides your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to you, Jesus. As I conclude, Romans 15, verse 13, the Bible says, I pray, this is Paul again, he says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy, Because you trust in Him, then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Paul says, I pray that the God of hope will fill you with joy and peace. He's the God of hope, but what he starts by doing is filling you with joy and peace so that you may overflow with hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. God's desire is that you overflow with hope. So when he gives you peace, when he gives you perfect peace, It is the one thing that should come out of it. It's so that you may overflow with hope. Because I believe that hope is like breath. Hope is what keeps us going. If there's no hope, we just walk around like zombies. If there's no hope, we just breathe and nothing else. But where there's hope, there's inspiration. Where there's hope, there's motivation. Where there's hope, there's excitement. Where there's hope, there's life. Because God wants us to have hope. Hallelujah. He wants us to have hope. So that this hope may be abound. So that this hope may overflow. So that this hope may bubble over. But Paul says, I pray that the God of peace fills you with joy and peace. Jeremiah 29, verse 11, CEB version says, I know the plans I have in mind for you, declares the Lord. They are plans for peace, not disaster, to give you a future filled with hope. Hallelujah. He says, I know the plans I have for you. These are plans for peace. Not disaster. These are not plans for anxiety. These are not plans for worry. These are not plans for fear. For you've not been given a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and self control. These are plans of peace, not disaster. It is God's desire, the God of hope that as you are filled with joy and peace, the Holy Spirit may cause in you an overflow of hope. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. He says it is to give you a future filled with hope. Filled with hope. Hallelujah. You may think that this promise is bad. Only for the Israelites at the time. But if you read Psalm 33, verse 11, the Bible says, But the Lord's plan stands forever. But the Lord's plan stands forever. God's plans stand forever. There are plans for peace, plans to fill your future with hope. Hallelujah. Then he goes on to say, what he intends to do lasts from one generation to the next generation. Hallelujah. Glory to you. It was not for the generation of the Israelites, alone. it is for our generation and it is for generations to come. Hallelujah. Glory to you, Jesus. I want to leave you with this verse found in 2nd Corinthians chapter 4 verse 17. It says for our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. Our present more compared to the glory that is everlasting that you will receive you in times to come. This glory vastly outweighs our troubles. Vastly outweighs our problems. I'm not belittling your problems. But the Bible says in relation to the glory that these troubles are worthy, that glory is everlasting. It outweighs. And what is interesting here, it also says, the Bible says, they won't last very long. I declare over your life that whatever storm, whatever challenges, whatever issues that you may be dealing with, they are not going to last for long. I rebuke it. I declare it in Jesus' name. I rebuke those problems. I rebuke those challenges. I rebuke those tribulations. I rebuke those circumstances in Jesus' most precious name amen and to God be the glory amen I don't want to close this service without inviting someone who's listening to this message and has not accepted Jesus as their only Savior because children of God this perfect peace can only be received through Jesus Christ God's glorious riches are through Jesus Christ So you will not be able to receive this perfect peace if you don't accept Jesus as Lord. So, perfect peace that God gave through Jesus as a gift when Jesus was about to be crucified. It's a very simple. And if you are not sure whether you have in the past accepted Jesus, now is also an opportunity to reaffirm and just say this prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I acknowledge my God that I'm a sinner. Without Jesus, I cannot come to you. Therefore, today I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I believe and I trust in my heart that Jesus is Lord over my life, that he died and rose from the dead for my sins. My sins are forgiven. From today, I am a new creation. The past is gone. The old man is gone. I am a new creation. I thank you, God. Holy Spirit, I welcome you. Come and dwell in me. And begin with me. The journey of conforming into the image of Christ. Thank you. I thank you, God. Jesus most precious name. Amen. If you said that prayer, you've made the best decision you will ever make. The angels in heaven are rejoicing. Glory to Jesus. Continue feeding on the word. Continue praying. Continue gazing on God. Because the Bible says you will keep him in perfect peace. His mind is stayed on you because he trusts.